Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. Give it to the women in broadcasting out there because they have got to have the thickest skin. Could you imagine going no. into your job every single day and no. uh, having somebody tell you four or five times a day that you're stupid, fat, or ugly? I mean, I it just cry. happens Please, all fans. the time. Please, audience, don't do that to me. You're going to make me cry and run away. I'm a very soft Libra soul. I do not... Well You're from New Jersey. Me. There's nothing yeah. soft in Libra about that. <laughs> oh my God, no. <laughs> I am. I'm a delicate flower. So it's around the house. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know. But we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. Happy Labor Day weekend, everybody. I'm Eric G. We're having a fun weekend here in the studio. Today is going to be kind of one of those days that we've got a a smorgasbord of stuff going. We wanted to go back because it's our last day here with some broadcast group. We're changing networks, which is going to be awesome. But I wanted to put together, and Caroline and I talked about this, we wanted to put together kind of some best of great tips for the show today. And that'll be an hour number one. You've got us live and local here in your radio right now in this first segment we got some best ofs coming up and then our number two of the show today we're going paranormal on in we've got a classic rewind of earlier in the year with clyde lewis from ground zero oh my god we're gonna talk haunted houses <laughs> i love haunted houses halloween's gonna be coming up so hopefully oh, we'll be able to favorite do a holiday it is we'll have to do a special show for that we might have to do a special show we're gonna dress up i think as our favorite Home improvement hosts. We've been talking about that at least. <laughs> that is one for the books. That one has to that be. That will be good. Though. So we might have to, live. you know, we could do a poll on Facebook oh, yeah. and see which and let people pick which one we dress up as. That's good. I'll do that. <laughs> it's, you have a lot more options, though, for male home improvement stars. I mean, really, females are, we're a little limited. Oh, oh but you I'm could here. go on HDTV and grab a thousand designers off of that. So, uh, you I know. want to be a home improvement. It's got to be home improvement. I'm sorry, design people. Okay, there we go. There we go. There's people out there. Well, well, I guess there's some people in that category who aren't necessarily home improvement. They're just home. <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. There's a lot of people out there that uh, they talk a good talk, but they don't walk a good walk, shall we say. <laughs> Hey, or they play want- one on TV. They play oh, yeah. one on TV. Yeah, that's about it. I wanted to bring up, <laughs> I got fan mail, which was really cool. I've never gotten fan mail before. So this was a new thing. I mean, I've gotten people who have <laughs> written me thank you letters and recommendations and things like that for my job as a healthy home expert, but never did I get fan mail. And Eric let me know <laughs> that I did get a piece of mail. Now, was it You the most did. You got positive? some fan mail. So- was it positive? It was, 
Yep, we'll split it down the middle. They took, I think they took a little bit of offense to the strongness of your words with the lantern flies. Yeah, they actually. And I think that's where that came from. They said I used a word that I didn't use, and it wasn't a bad word or anything. But I definitely didn't say that. But I did say lanternflies were nasty bugs, and they didn't like that. So hopefully, but I do appreciate the mail, all kinds of mail. Um, So keep sending. Oh, yeah. And it makes me know you're listening. Keep sending. (laughs) We love feedback. We love reviews on the podcast. If you can jump over there, we love reviews over there. And uh, those are always fun. I mean, at least yours was halfway decent. I've gotten a few reviews in the past where – I had Julie on the show one time and a guy took a hard swipe at her, you know, I mean, so there's, there's plenty of people out there that, uh, that are keyboard warriors. So, uh, <laughs> you know, we might have to do one of these days, a, uh, a best of, uh, a best of, uh, review show in comments hopefully and I'll put them into one show. That'd be pretty funny. Hopefully around the house doesn't get too many trollers. Well, hopefully we have positive trollers cause I'm sensitive. <laughs> so please be, please be very, um, soft with your criticisms but no it really wasn't uh, a criticism no the bigger we get the 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 bigger keyboard warriors we get so that's the that's the rules so we're gonna have to watch it i mean here's one thing i'll tell you if you've ever watched uh ever worked with a morning television show <laughs> like your normal news those people there get fan mail and i every female anchor and i'll, I'll speak <laughs> for every female anchor on television out there if they don't get four or five emails today, each day that they're on the air saying that their clothes are ugly, they look <laughs> fat, oh they're stupid, uh, name it. Um, there are absolutely crazy haters out there. So you got to be careful and uh, I, I, I give it to the women in broadcasting out there because they oh have got to have the thickest skin. Could you imagine going no. into your job every single day? And no. uh, having somebody tell you four or five times a day that you're stupid, fat, or ugly. I mean, I it just cry. happens Please, all man. the time. Please, audience, don't do that to me. You will make <laughs> me cry and run away. I'm a very soft Libra soul. I do not do well You're from New Jersey. There's nothing yeah. soft in Libra about that. <laughs> oh, my God. No. <laughs> I am. I'm a delicate flower. So- there we go. There we go. Well, we've got a lot of great stuff coming up today in the show that we'll talk. We're not going to expose just yet because we'll be talking about that later on. But we have got coming up. You know, we had the uh, the Panasonic <laughs> giveaway. That was funny. Oh my gosh! So your video on that in the in the mu- in the music selection was hilarious. So for those of you who don't know or know or don't know, when you try to put music on a social media page, whether it's Instagram or Facebook, there's certain music that they allow you to put up on a story and there's certain music that they don't. And traditionally, most artists, whether it's Bieber, Guns N' Roses, ACDC, want their music to be utilized. So they have a little section under music when you're trying to create a story on Facebook where they let you use the music. Well, Phil Collins, and I wanted to use his In the Air tonight, or some version of it, or a Muzak version of it, which can be like something that's similar to it. Um, I guess he doesn't like his music played. So when I put up our version, it tagged me as saying that we were using it and we couldn't use it. So it sent me a little message on Facebook. And it said, alternative options. (laughs) (laughs) And it said alternative options. And I 
look at it and it says still Collins. And I'm like, what? And it's the same song with a lookalike guy that looks like the album, that black and white album. I forget what album was that when he had the black yeah, and white. I forget which one that was. Yeah. And the guy's just a little bit off. Like you look at him and he's like, wait, that's not Phil. And then right below it, it says still Collins. And it sounds like the song and it looks like the song. So we use the song, but you're not really getting Phil. You're just getting still. Well, Still Collins is his younger brother that likes to drink, and uh, his nickname is Still Collins. And uh, you know he he likes his white light white lightning whiskey. So uh, oh my that's God. his brother, Still Collins. Yes. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> People were dying laughing. Like, what is that? So if you go on our Facebook post, we encourage this. If you look at the bottom, it will say Still Collins. So. Congratulations, yep. still, whoever you are. You make some really good knockoff Phil Collins music, and <laughs> we're using it. Thank you. It's like buying home improvement things off the internet. It looks close. It's not it, but it looks close. <laughs> he even visually looks close. I mean, he's got the the correct, he's just a little bit different, but. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, one of the things I wanted to talk about this weekend is it's one of those great, um, it's one of those great buying times for appliances and some home electronics and stuff like that, check your sales because, you know, there's still some major appliance shortages out there. And a lot of the home centers and larger, you know, uh, retail stores for appliances have brought in special buys. And so what nice. they do is they'll have like this special dishwasher they bought and they're going to blow it out this weekend and they'll have it in stock. So if you're looking at appliances, this is probably one of the three biggest appliance sales weekends for your home. Mm -hmm. So it's a good time to go do some looking on that. If you're looking to buy something new or you're having mm -hmm. to replace something new, this is probably going to be one of the, the biggest times. But I tell you what, there's such a huge shortage of appliances out there mm -hmm. that uh, finding something that's in, that's in stock can be tough. I'm always looking to buy something. I think like Labor Day weekend is the best, right? Yeah. It's, it's good. You're coming into coming into fall. Kids are going back to school. You're like, okay, I'm going to be indoors a little bit more here when we get into wintertime. So mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy it. You know, mm -hmm. it's good. Um, and we've got some great interviews coming up here in the future as well. So uh, coming up here this fall, Caroline and I have got loaded up. We're loaded for bear. We got a <laughs> bunch of stuff coming up, which is going to be awesome. And plus, so, you guys are all going to be in. You're going to be cold in your house. You're going to snuggle up with a little cocktail, some fireplace, and of course, around the house. And we like You it. got it. A little hot toddy, chilling <laughs> out. It'll be good. All you guys in Florida are going, what are you talking about? I'll be out at the pool. <laughs> hey, it's a little cold some places in Florida. It depends. They might get a freeze. That's true. Hey, we've been That's getting true. heat waves. I think they're due for a freeze. That's the way I look at it. Oh, no, we don't do that. Remember what happened to Dallas, Texas last year when they lost all the oh. pipes and the, and the stuff and the paint? No. You know, some places just like that aren't. Uh, and I tell Prepared. you what, we ran into that. Um, you know, again, that's one of those big shortages. And we're going to have to go out to break here in a few minutes. But uh, that was one of the things that, uh, you know, painting my house here, you know, a couple weeks ago. It took, even though the paint's manufactured in my city, it still took them, you know, yeah. a day to go around and track down paint for me. I just needed 15 gallons to finish the project. But they had to pull it from a couple stores. So you'd be That's careful crazy. out there when you're taking on these fall projects. We still are running into those kind of things. And so be careful out there. And, uh, and painting. It's crazy. I mean, that's, this is like the fall time to paint. So a lot of people right now are engaging in painting projects just because the weather's ideal. 
no humidity and you got nice, it all right we come back you're gonna be jumping into our curated best of show for the rest of the hour here all right carolyn let's go out to break i'm eric g i'm caroline b and you're listening to around, around the, the house, house. Today's indoor air quality tip is brought to you by Pyramid Heating and Cooling and PyramidHeating.com. When was the last time you changed your air filter? Do you have pets? Your indoor air quality is directly affected by the amount of pollution you're bringing indoors. Pets, open windows, maybe a dirty crawl space or basement, or lack of ventilation in your kitchen can all load up that air filter. Always check your system and make sure you're using the correct filter that the system was designed for. You know, those cheap one-inch air filters are meant to protect your system and not take out indoor air pollution. Basic HVAC systems might need their filter changed every month, or if you have something more high-tech like my system, it could be every nine months to a year. I recommend that you get your best filter you can afford as the better filters take out more pollutants out of your indoor air. To thrive in the great indoors, visit PyramidHeating.com, Oregon CCB 593A2. That's PyramidHeating.com. What's up? This is Stick and Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, where we talk home improvement and a lot of other fun stuff every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. Caroline and I are just sitting here talking about how we can try to save you money or at least anticipate it in that remodeling project you're working on. Yeah. And there's, and we were talking going out of the break. Um, you know, you may think you're just going to replace your cabinets and then your countertops and just do a refresh. And then Eric brought up a really good point that may not be as simple as you think. So if you're just going to replace some utility, some of your appliances, um, there may be some electrical issues. So I'll let you take that away with what, what we think could happen potentially could cost you money. Yeah. If you've got that like 1970s house or even 1980s house, depending on when it was built, usually when you jump into a kitchen remodel, you have to put in new circuits for everything because everything in your house there in that kitchen requires really its own dedicated circuit. What do I mean by that? If you have a dishwasher, many times that mm-hmm. like dishwasher, maybe some outlets and the garbage disposal are on their own breaker, right? So when you go turn it right. off at the breaker panel, that turns off two or three things. Everything goes off, right? right? You turn off a whole room. You're like, wait, yeah, there it went. <laughs> well, the problem is, is that's not current code. So like, for instance, your outlets, are going to be on their own circuit with a GFCI or an arc fault breaker, depending on what's going on there in your local building code. Many times in an older house, that's on the same, those outlets are in the same circuit as the lights. If you kick it off or close the breaker, everything dies in the kitchen. So those have to be separated. So your, so your oven has to be on its own breaker. Yeah. So every appliance has to have its own breaker. So Mm -hmm. your refrigerator, your microwave, your garbage disposal, your dishwasher, your range hood, your (laughs) outlets, your lights. You can see where this goes. You can add three or four different circuits to that. And on top of that, there's a lot of new ranges 
or ovens, built-in ovens. Let's say you're just going to remove and replace a double oven. If you go grab like one of the Miele ones, which I really like, and go to put it in there, if you've got that 1970s house, you've got three wires that are coming in for that electrical service into that appliance. Well, they require the fourth one. So now you're bringing another neutral in for that appliance. Well, and then that means you have to add a supplemental breaker box because a lot of people don't have room. So if you have an old house, you're going to have to put another breaker box in a garage or a location close to that. So now you're running another line and that's going to cost you a pretty penny. So, yeah, I mean, like for my panel here in my house, when I did that, that was a $5,000 panel upgrade because I had an old one to have them come in and we had to move the panel because again, this is where those things compound, right? So I, I had mm-hmm. this old split main electrical panel in the house. It was from 1977. And I'm like, all right, we're going to upgrade that. Cool. We're going to put the new one in. That's a fire hazard. It already had signs of it overheating. So I mm-hmm. wanted to get that done early. Well, then we opened that can of worms like you do with a remodeling project, right? So <laughs> they're like, oh, by the way, yeah, we're that, um, we're going to hook it up to the, oh, well, yeah, new code says that you, that line that goes to the to the power pole can't go there. It has to be within like four feet of the front corner of the house or whatever towards the pole. So I had to move that like 30 feet to get that up to code. So all of a sudden, it's almost like putting new service into my house just off of oh beating current code. And it was this, this big, you know, big project to get that done. Big deal. And you have to do it. I mean, you're stuck, right? So now all of this $10,000 that you were going to put towards your kitchen cabinetry has now gone to electric and you haven't even gotten started yet. Absolutely. So that's what one of those tricks that you got to be really careful with just in coming up with that stuff. So some other gotchas that I want you to pay attention to, and Caroline, this is something that you're super aware of, is that these days there's a couple of things you got to be careful with with old houses. You've got to watch out for your lead paint. You got to watch out for your asbestos because it is in a ton of products that were used. I mean, in my area here in Portland, Oregon, if I bring materials to the landfill, right, that came out of my house, Mm -hmm. I have to have asbestos testing. If my house was built before 2004, I have to have on-site testing by a certified asbestos professional that came into my house and took the uh, a test of the drywall or whatever I'm taking to the landfill to drop off, I have to have that tested before I drop it off and take the paperwork with me. Otherwise, they're not going to take it. And a lot of times too, you'll buy a house, for example, like say you just purchased a house and you really don't know much about it. You'll go to rip up carpet and you'll find like the old nine by nine asbestos tiles underneath the carpet oh, and, yeah. or they'll have layers. Like people love to layer things. So you'll have maybe a pergo floor on top of that carpet. And then as you start to take these down, you get to an asbestos floor, um, especially if the house was built in, you know, 1960s, you'll see a lot of it, 50s, oh, yeah. 60s and 70s. And then that's going to cost you a pretty penny to take it out. So absolutely. There's all these hidden caveats and, and, and things that happen when you're trying to do these, these projects for sure. One th- way to save yourself some money early on in the project, if you're doing a major remodel around your house, is to have one of those asbestos testing companies come out and take samples of all the things that you're going to be removing all at once. So that way they can do that asbestos survey and tell you exactly what you got going on. So you can sit there and go, all right, here's the plan. This is what we're doing. And that way you've got that report. So when you get rid of it, 
You don't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, that's a really good idea. And then also, I know it's hard to get these plumbers and electricians to come out because they usually want to do work when they come out and they don't want to just assess something. But I think it makes sense to have somebody, especially electrician, come out prior to the project and say, hey, you're looking at you're going to need a new box. You're going to need an additional box. You're going to need more circuit breakers. I don't know. Maybe you've got, you know, you want to put in some high hat lights, you know, whatever it is you're going to be doing to find out what that's going to cost you. Because, I, I mean, I'm guilty of that, too, Eric. Right. I always think about the electrical on the back end. I get everything gutted and ripped out. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I got to bring the electrician in because the, the contractor's like, all right, it's time for the electrician. But that is really not the right way to do it. So I'm trying to save people yeah. some of my aggravation. Don't change that dial. You're listening to the Round the House Classic Rewind Edition for Labor Day. You'll hear more just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, this is Farewell Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. talking kitchen and bath stuff and really focusing on that kitchen today. Caroline, this is one of those topics that so many people get scared of because that kitchen is such an overwhelming it and is. kind of expensive project. It's like the right? biggest project you're going to do. And I think when you look at the kitchen outside of your your basic um appliances, right? I mean, most people, they'll fix yeah. the appliances first because they it's so daunting to do all the cabinetry and the sink. And so, right, they'll be like, oh, I'll give it a fresh up. I'll just fix the appliance. And then you look and you're like, oh, crap, I really need to do the cabinets. I really need to do the countertops. So, yeah, it's daunting. And we're here to make that easier for you. And so Eric's got some good tips. I'm very, very, um, I like to be cutting edge and I like to do things other people aren't doing. So I want to know where I can go to really get good ideas um, the newest products, what's really available and not get something that has already been done or is going to be outdated by the time I get my kitchen done. Yeah. First off, I would stay away from the uh, DIY networks and HD TVs because many times those things were recorded years ago mm. and many times are recorded in Canada where maybe that building code is going to be different or it's not available in the U S or it's a different product altogether. So my first place that I recommend is go to house. Because many designers and contractors will put up their recently completed projects up there. That project will show up on House, for instance, before it shows up. Is that House.com? Where do they go to see that? Yeah, yeah House.com. That is, yeah, it's House.com. Mm -hmm. And it's that's an easy one. Uh, it's kind of like Pinterest. But any of these kind of picture websites, there's some things you need to keep in mind. Like, Caroline, how many times have you seen a house picture where they have that big chandelier over the bathtub, mm. right? <laughs> well, that doesn't meet electrical code in the U S because it's a safety thing. They don't want you standing up in that bathtub 
reaching up and grabbing an electrical fixture, or that fixture could come loose from the ceiling and land in the bathtub like it's the toaster <laughs> and someone's trying to knock you off. So some things just but aren't legit. But I can't legit. tell you how many, yeah, how many times have I had a client go, I want to do this, and they have on their phone that picture of another country or even just an illegal installation of that going, well, I found it on the internet. Can't we do that? <laughs> and the answer usually is no. Um, and we'll talk about this on another show, but that's where some contractors will go in and put up that electrical box in the ceiling and put a cover plate on it. And then after they're done with the project, the homeowner will go back in and install that uh, beautiful bum, bum, chandelier over the bathtub. Denied. Yep. You don't want to be doing that. Denied. No. So that's that that happens more than you think it does, but that is unfortunately the case. Many times you just can't do that and keep it well, safe. Well, people get ideas so in their head and they want to make it happen, right? And I and I I could sure. be um accused of that too, but you have to do it in a safe way. Cause I think people are looking to be innovative. I mean, I think there's some people who yeah. are traditionalists, but for the most part, if I'm going to do a big project, I really want to have cutting edge, whether it's, you know, uh, my keyless entry, we're talking about doors. Um, they have a new system where you can just put your finger up against the, you know, your fingerprint and you go yep. right in your front door. I think that's really cool. So like things like that, yeah. if you're really an innovator, we need to get the right information. So house.com, that's what you're recommending as far as pictures. Yeah, house.com is one that's really good. Those guys have some good stuff up there. And then, you know, I hate to say it, leaning on your designer is a big one mm. because they have some knowledge of what works and what doesn't. And if you're going to be working on a kitchen and you're going to be working on something like that, even if you're doing a major refresh where maybe you're not swapping out cabinets, but you're doing some other stuff in there, a few hours with a designer will always save you money because they're going to help guide you down the road to get the project completed. And they're the one that can also go, um, have you ever thought of this? And by the way, this probably won't work like you think it is. And from a markup, and so, from a markup standpoint, Eric, how much should someone be paying for a designer? So like if you're doing a kitchen, what is the appropriate amount of money that the designer should be taking? Is it 10%? Is it 15%? 20%? I mean, and, and it depends on what the, what it is, because here's why there are some designers out there that won't mark the products up at all, but they will charge by the hour. And so their hourly rate is going to be higher than if they're giving you an hourly late rate with the percentage on the materials. Mm -hmm. And so I like to really kind of have an open book with the designer. You have to kind of negotiate that out. Now, here's some of the problems that you run into and this is a struggle in the design community that I know it's very torn and we could bring five designers on here and we'd have the most grand argument of which is better for a homeowner. There's a problem. If you have the designer who's marking the products up and then you've got another plumber or electrician or contractor working on it because that plumber or the electrician, when they install something, they're going to warranty it. If that went through their books, Correct. So I don't like getting in the middle of this where you've got those products that are bought by the designer, the plumber's installing it in a year from now, you've got a warranty issue and the plumber goes, I don't know, man, you gave me the stuff. It's your stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, now you're paying and the product warranty, they'll get you a replacement part, but you're paying to have that fixed. 
I would prefer to have that contractor buy it. So his plumber puts it in. Mm-hmm. And so now that's covered by that warranty. That's where it starts to save you some money. And I think you get a better warranty on the install when that contractor owns that material and the labor. Because if you've got a one-year warranty or a two-year warranty, whatever that contractor gave, that's where it's going to save you some money if you're paying somebody to to do that. Otherwise, if you're supplying the materials yourself as a homeowner, for instance, if the plumber shows up and goes, hey, uh, you're missing some parts here, Mm. you're now the the errand boy. You have to go track that down for the plumber because you're the one bringing the materials in. I mean, traditionally, when you go to a designer, um, who picks the the hardware, right? Who's picking uh, the sink? And I mean, I remember like when I went, I think we ended up p- picking the actual faucet and things like that. She she did not. Uh, she picked the the sink and what went in the cabinetry, but we picked the hardware. So, I mean, what? It's all different. I mean, it's depending on if you walk in as a homeowner, if you walk into the designer and go, okay. I'm designing this entire kitchen remodel around this faucet and this sink when you've already got it. Most of the time, the designer is going to be there to help you, one, get the right materials to fit within the budget, and two, to make sure that they all play nice together, that you don't have it looking like, uh, you know, Liberace's yard sale in there yeah, and having too many different things going on. So if the designer, you, you're working with a designer, you can expect that they'll probably be, what, a 10, 15% markup? I mean, what, you know, what do you? I'd probably say many times you've got a 15% markup. Okay. Um, you might see it a little bit less. You might see it more, but that's the negotiation you need to sit down before you start even designing on the project. How do they work? Understand how they work and have a very open book concept of how this goes. Cause you want to know what those markups are so everybody can manage it. Cause I don't want to see the designer be marking that up 15%. And then the contractors marking it up another 15%. And that's where you have to be really careful with this stuff. And this is the hardest thing in a remodel to navigate is to find out how it's going because let's be honest, an open book for the design community out here. These are some of the insider secrets that I want you to pay attention to as a homeowner is that contractor probably has a better discount off that product than the designer does. So let's say the contractor that's your remodeler walks into a plumbing store and says, okay, I get 40% off this place Mm -hmm. as a discount off of retail that designer might only get 15 or 20 percent correct so if that contractor is marking that up 15 percent you've got a big savings you're already getting 15 or 20 percent off of what the retail would have been if you would have walked in there as you know mrs smith homeowner Mm -hmm. you already got a big savings there but you're going to be paying more retail maybe with that designer so understand how those things go and who's putting their hands in what pot so you're careful to understand how these costs go because otherwise you can end up paying, if you're not careful, 20% more than the, what the retail is. So that's what I want you to be careful with. Well, and sometimes too, like, you know, we sell at my company, we sell dehumidifiers, we sell all kinds of indoor air quality products and we're a distributor, right? So there's different yeah. grades. You have your distributor, then you have your contractor rate, then you have your retail price. So if you buy from someone who actually is a distributor and some contractors are, some plumbers are distributors, yeah. they can actually do a lot better on pricing. So unfortunately it's a lot of headache because you got a price shop, but if you really are in a budget, you have to be aware that there are these markups, you're going to be paying this and you have to incorporate that into your process when you're trying to figure out how you're going to budget for this. And I think people forget that. They just look at something and they say, okay, the cabinets are going to cost me 15000 And then you have to realize you've got all these other 
you know, expenses going in with it. You know, one of my concerns is always compounding markup. When you get the designer, you've got the builder, and all of a sudden you can take 15%, 15%, and you've got a big markup on hand. So it's something always you need to be careful with. Well, don't change that dial. You are listening to our curated best of episode here of our favorite DIY tips this hour for your Labor Day weekend. So don't turn that down. When we come back. We've got so much more. Just as soon as Around the House returns. Hey, it's Eric G with Around the House. Are you looking to grow your business? Need a spokesperson for your company? Maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show? Or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos? My team of experts would love to chat with you. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and fill out the contact us form, and we'll set something up. Thanks for listening to Around the House. To around the house with Eric G and Caroline B. We've been talking about trying to save you a few bucks around your house on energy. So how do we save you a couple bucks on our next few months energy bills so you can use that money someplace else? Well, Caroline, and I were just talking about you know water heaters, but uh, she brought up a great one. How do we track that electricity? How do we monitor that? Right? Yeah. And so uh, this technology, Eric's going to talk about can save you about 9% on your electric bill. So that's pretty substantial. I mean, almost 10% if you're going to use it's this It's huge. App. And so I've had this running in my house now for about two years, and it's called Sense, S-E-N-S-E. And I'd say it's an app, but what happens is, is you have this little box that you put in your electrical breaker panel, and there's a couple clips that come around the two lines that are coming in, the two legs of power coming in. And then it hooks into a, uh, a breaker to power it. And then it goes on the internet and it senses using artificial intelligence, everything that's running inside your home. So cool. I can open up the app and see what my always running is. And then I can see, you know, what my energy bill is and I can compare it. I can put in my, my electricity rates, so it can tell me what my next month bill is going to be if it keeps going. It's brilliant. Hmm. So I'm looking. It, it basically gives you a monitor, two current sense, like you get two sensors with it, an antenna, power cable, a mounting bracket, and then you hook this up. It looks like it costs about $300, right, give or take. That's not yep. really that expensive. Yep. And so then no, it, it allows it's great. You, it allows you to monitor. But they have packages, right, so you can – go to a, a little higher end package too. So what's it going to tell us exactly? So here's what's cool with this is when you plug this in, it gives you real time energy use. And so it machine, basically the artificial intelligence learns the devices in your home. It'll find a device and go, Hey, I just found a new, this is either a coffee maker or a hair dryer, you know, or I'm just making two things up. Yeah. But then it starts to give you historical usage trends, that kind of stuff. And so you can make goals. Um, and then they've got all these different systems. So you, like, if you've got solar, it'll hook into your solar system. 
if you've got a larger home where maybe you've got a 400 amp service, they've got one there as well. So it's really cool how it's designed to work within your home. And now I can test what's going on in my house and see real time. Where am I burning energy? Hmm. That's amazing. I'm just the other thing that they're testing with. Yeah. Here's what's cool. They're testing with this is it can also start to tell when things are failing. So for instance, I love this because if you've got that old like 25 year old beer fridge out in the, in the, (laughs) in the garage someplace or the basement, you can compare that fridge and its energy usage to like the really good energy efficient one that's in your kitchen. So you can look at it and go, wow, um, that beer fridge is costing me a ton of money. And if I buy a new energy efficient one, that's going to pay for itself in 16 months. Maybe I need to replace that, put something in there that's not going to burn up so much electricity. Yeah, this is a really cool story. So they installed the sense in the middle of an issue with their well pump. And, you know, anybody who knows if your well pump is constantly triggering on, it can cost you a fortune. So in yep. this case, they used it, used it with a well pump trigger, which had broken and it was broken in the on position. So the, I guess their well pump was always kicking on and they weren't getting, you know, understanding that it was happening and it was costing them thousands of dollars. And so when they installed the sense, it helped them narrow down the problem to figure out that's, you know, that's your issue. Because a lot of times you don't hear your well pump kicking on all the time, especially if it's in, you know, a basement area. So you'll just, it'll just yep. keep kicking on, kicking on. All of a sudden you get this giant energy bill. That's pretty cool. That's very neat. We have a well, so that's why I know these issues can happen. And they get expensive. So it's really cool that way. So it's a great way to monitor what's going on. And you can just do it on your phone. You can be sitting there anywhere in the world. If you've got an internet connection, look what's going on in your home and see, wow, I'm using a ton of energy. What's what's going on right now? Now, it doesn't turn things off and on, but it does give you real-time monitoring and uh, they're working out some details. When I was back at their at their studios over in Cambridge here, geez, 18 months ago or so, I was hanging out in there and they were actually testing out kind of this cool feature where they were starting to be able to see that this guy's heating and cooling system wasn't working right. The starting capacitor was failing. And so it was trying to heat the heat pump up and start to get the motor going and it didn't. And so it was, they went, oh, wow, that's an error. They could see it on their on their system and it was kicking off in an error. So they're working, that's getting smarter and smarter. And I think they're going to be able to catch more problems like that in the future. Yeah. And this one also, uh, like if you go on vacation, so someone's basement bathroom, like the sewer pump would kick on when the basement bathroom Mm -hmm. would, would run. And so they went on vacation and they happened to check the sense app and they noticed that the pump was running every few minutes and the toilet and the bathroom was running all the time. So you can imagine your way. So they had to have a neighbor come over and shut the water off to the toilet. Can you imagine? They would have had a 200 plus bill for water just from being on vacation when they got back. That's awesome. I mean, that's worth itself just to keep it on, keep it on your phone. That's amazing. That's going to save you some serious, serious money. These smart thermostats can really save you a ton of money on your heating and cooling. Mm -hmm. I put in the new carrier system. They have their own version of that, but anything from the, uh, the nest, to the Ecobee, take a look and see what works best with your system. But man, those things can save you a ton of energy and you don't have to have it running all the time, if, especially if you're traveling. And I like too that they're telling you, you know, you, you get a lot of information on a nest, right? So you're looking at not only temperature, but relative humidity, which is really important. And we talked about that in the last episode, but monitoring that relative humidity. The only thing, the caveat to this that I, you know, will often remind people is that sometimes when you have a nest on the wall, you're getting a wall temp, 
not the center of the room temp or center of the room um, RH reading. So just be conscious of just because something's on the wall doesn't mean that that's not what's happening in the rest of your space. So I often tell people to also have some type of either standalone monitor, you could pick up a, a really cheap, you know, 10 buck monitor down at the hardware store to put in the center of the room to kind of keep an eye on it. And you can move it around because what's at your wall isn't always necessarily what's happening in your airspace for sure. And what's cool now is Nest and Ecobee both came out with little sensors now that you can place That's around awesome. the house. That's good. So you can put these little sensors that now show up on that app. So if you have, um, you know, an area like in the upstairs bedroom. A basement. Basement's key, right in the basement. center of the basement. Exactly. So you can now monitor those other rooms with that same thermostat. And that's really, really cool. Yeah, no, that's definitely a must. And how many do they, do they give them to you when you sign up for the nest and you get a nest or do you have to, are they extra? Yeah, they're extra, but they're not bad. They're not, it's not like you're buying a whole new thermostat. They're just these little things that are about the, you know, inch by inch square and they work really good. No, that's a must. I haven't seen that. That's interesting. Don't change that dial. We've got our classic rewind with Clyde Lewis coming up. This is a show you don't want to ever miss. I'm Eric G. I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around Around the the House. House. Come on. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.